Welcome to Point with Daryl Jones, speaker, author, and lead pastor of the Rock Fellowship Church in Miami, Florida, and president of Point Ministries. Our goal at Point Ministries is to point you to the Word of God, where Jesus is the point. Today's message is from the Messy Church series, where Dr. Jones teaches through the entire book of 1 Corinthians to point believers to Christ-likeness in the midst of life's challenges. Now let's join them for today's message. 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Today's title is All for One and One for All. This is a little bit of nostalgia with me because those of you that know my football background in NFL, my first time playing Organized football was in the fourth and fifth grade, and there was something I found that was commonly done at each level of football. Before the game, the team would all come in together, offense, defense, coaches, and everybody would put their hands in one circle. And we would yell out, all for one, like captain would yell out, all for one, the whole team, all for one, one fall, one fall, all for Raiders, all for Raiders, Raiders fall, Raiders fall, one, two, three, Raiders, and we take the field. And it was communicating something. It was reiterating something. Meaning, we're going out as one team. If we lose, guess what? We all lost. If we win, guess what? We all won. And it doesn't matter who scored the most touchdowns. It don't matter who threw it. It don't matter who got the most tackles. It was at the end of the day, we were one team with one goal, one purpose. And at each level, we would do the same or similar kind of thing, even at the University of Miami, even in the NFL. Before the game, just like Little League, we put our hands in. And what was a sign? It was a sign, and it was a demonstration of we're all in this together. We put in the work through the week. We've been practicing. We've been pushing. So-and-so may not even play, but during the week, he helped me get ready. We're all one team. And we're going to go out and do our individual jobs for the sake of the team so that we get a win. I'm always amazed when I encounter that simplicity. Like, that's, that's not complicated. Simple. One team, one goal, go out there, one purpose. A bunch of people doing different things. One squad. So simple, and yet, when it comes to the body of Christ, when it comes to the church, We forget that simple truth that we are one team. We are one body for the same common purpose and goal of fulfilling the mission of God in the world and giving glory and honor to Jesus Christ. And that gets so lost in our individual aspirations and and goals and dreams of life. And we forget the significance of being part of the body. See, the Apostle Paul is picking up in this chapter, and he's beginning to answer questions about spiritual gifts because, as we've seen before over these last few chapters, excuse me, over these last few chapters, one of the things that was going on was there was a misunderstanding of people thinking that they were so spiritual that they could do just kind of whatever, or they were so spiritual, and I do this, and there was friction and tension and division rising, even of, well, I'm with Paul, and I'm with Apollos, and I'm with Peter, and I'm with Jesus, and they were being divided as a team. They were being divided as a body, and much of it was due to some thinking that they were more spiritually mature than others. And he was calling them to the carpet, and he's saying, you think you're spiritual. You're actually acting fleshly. 
Like what you are calling spiritual, you're actually being led by your flesh. You're being led by your sin nature. And he's calling attention to it. And here he's beginning to answer questions that they had even about spiritual gifts. Because as we even encounter today, some people take certain spiritual gifts as higher or better than others. And he's calling us to understand who we are, what we have, and its purpose when it comes to the kingdom of God. We call this all for one and one for all because one of the things is he's making sure is that they understand even though we are many members, you know, that's where we get the term in church for membership. It's not about like a country club. No, we are members of one body. Even though we are many members, we are one body and the Lord has gifted the body to fulfill the mission he has called us to, meaning he has equipped us to do everything he desires for us to do. Ever thought about that? Sometimes we think we need more. You actually have everything you need right now to do what God wants you to do. Now, you may want to do something else. That's, 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 where, the, that's where the rubber meets the road. You might not like what God wants you to do and what God gave you. We, we, we got to grow. We got to grow up. We got to go seeing our lives as in Christ and not just our own aspirations and dreams. He's calling them to understand who they are in Christ and how the Lord has equipped them to fulfill this mission and how it makes us function as a church. He starts off and he says, look, I, I want you to understand something when it comes to these spiritual gifts. One, we're talking about believers, those who have placed faith in Christ, those who have received the indwelling Holy Spirit by faith in Christ alone. You don't deserve it. You don't earn it. You don't work for it. It is given freely because God has promised to do so, and he has to all of his children. So he's letting them know right off the top, I'm talking to believers. I'm talking to you who have placed faith in Christ. And then he says this. He lets him know. The Spirit has chosen the gift you've been given. There is no argumentation or deliberation. There is no work for it or uh, uh, if I can earn it or deserve it, I would rather have this. It says that the Spirit chooses your gift. We even see in the text the Spirit sovereignly chooses your gift. It says that He distributes to each one as He wills. If you've placed faith in Christ, let me tell you something. You've been gifted. You've been gifted. It's not like you get saved and I'm giftless. No, you actually have been gifted and it's been handpicked for you. Now, I want to give you some confidence in your gift. So I want you to lean in. I want you to pay attention. If the spirit of God knows the mind of God, I mean, he knows the full, the omniscience of the father, the spirit of God knows fully, and the Spirit of God chose to give you what you have, that's good. Because if he's all-knowing, you know what he also is? He knows best. And since he knows best, whatever he gave you was the best in his all-knowingness and all-wisdom. So whatever you have is handpicked by the Lord for the common good of the body of Christ for the glory of God. So don't you ever diminish who you are and what you have in Jesus. Don't you ever start to covet what somebody else is gifted with because let me tell you something, once you start coveting what somebody else is gifted with, you are now telling the Holy Spirit, I know better than you. 
And that's a slippery slope. When the Holy Spirit indwells you, he actually gifts you from these lists. We see it in Romans 12. We see it in 1 Peter. We see this in 1 Corinthians 12. where There are these gifts that we get that's for the common good and for the work of the ministry and to the glory of God. And the Holy Spirit chooses that for us. So if he's all wisdom, if if he's all knowing, all wise, uh, uh, all powerful, and he gives you the gift you have, praise God for it. And this is another reason why you praise God for it, because it's needed. You know, as pastor, I could tell you something. Like, I'm, I'm going to share with you. Some of y'all, you might have gotten this from me. You know, and this, is, this might be like an idea of a ministry or an event or different things, but sometimes you may bring something up to us as leaders, and I'm like, man, I'm actually behind it. You ready to do it? You ready to lead that thing? Good idea. Yeah, because the thing is, we, we need people to do it. We need, like, it, you could come with great ideas. God gave it to you. God gave you a passion in this burning. Maybe God has gifted you to serve in some capacity so we can get it done for Jesus. Like, it's needed. Like, you're needed. And every gift, you have every gift, every person within the body of Christ is needed. And I love that he uses this body illustration. I want to see, I want to touch all my senses. Every part of my body matters. Every part functions. And this is why he's letting us know that every single part is needed, not just the glorified ones. He even speaks in here when he talks about those are the the weaker parts or the more desirable, those who are the kind of disrespected or unrespectable parts or receive more respect. Every single one of you in Christ, you are vital to the ministry. You are vital. You are crucial in us fulfilling the call God has given us. Please never discount yourself. Don't think you don't matter. You are as important as everything else. And I want you to notice even some of the language he uses in here where, you know, he, he talks about eyes and, and ears and hands. But then he even goes, he starts talking about the head. He's using this whole body metaphor. We, we put emphasis on the head, but you need a neck. You need shoulders. Every part is crucial. Every part is needed. Don't discount your value. Because you may be sitting here and like, well, I'm not the preacher, so I don't matter. No, you matter. You matter. Well, I can't sing, so I guess, you know, I don't mean that much to the church. No, you're needed. There are things that need to be done that we can't get done without you, and we need your gifting. And I'm not just talking about talents, because singing, as you notice, that wasn't in the list of spiritual gifts. Gift may be encouragement or exaltation or teaching. But, you know, singing may be a talent. You can sing for Jesus and you can sing for the devil. That's not necessarily a spiritual gift, but it's how you use the talent and the Holy Spirit. It gets involved with that talent and skill with the gifting. And that is when Christ is glorified. So don't think, well, I'm not up front. I'm not on the stage. My name not on this. No, let me tell you something. You've been gifted. We need you. You matter. You are crucial. So with that said, this is my charge to you. Play your role. Play your role. See, I, I learned quickly in sports and in life, there are certain things that, that I, I'm equipped to do. 
I do it. They count on me to do it. There are certain things I am not equipped to do, and nobody's counting on me to do it. You want to know? You know what? I'm equipped to do certain things in our house. You want to know what that is? There are certain things in our house I can do. I'm real strong, so I can move some stuff. I can lift some stuff. You know what? I'm not. I, I I'm not real handy. Can't fix a whole lot of stuff. My wife is though. So she'll build some stuff. I'm the, I'm, I'm the muscle. I hold it up. I hold it. I got it. Screw it in. It ain't going nowhere. You know, saw it. She saw in that thing. That line, I don't know how to cut it, but I got this whole thing held down. You got baby going to do it. Teamwork, baby. Teamwork. You know, I go in. I'm, I'm a talking mouth. Y'all know, they know me. I can talk all day. You need somebody to go in there and talk to somebody and get something done? I, I'm that person. You need something administratively done? Don't, don't ask me. I'm, I'm, I'm big vision. Let's go. Let's take the hill. Okay, what we need to do it? I need help. What we gonna do? How we gonna do this? What's it gonna look like? What we need? We, we need we, we need some finances. Okay, who loves Jesus? Who got money? I'm gonna go talk to him. I'm gonna cast a vision. We're gonna see what God does in their heart. Now, where I need to go, I need y'all to figure that out. I, I don't I don't know how to work that part. You gotta know your role. When I played football, I was fast. That's my role. Don't send me to block somebody. I was so mad. When I, y'all, I'm, I'm still a little salty to this day. I almost broke my wrist because we ran a play when I played for the Giants. We played the, the, the Colts, and they sent me down to block this linebacker. And I was like, what idiot drew that play up? I'm 183 pounds. The dude was 240. I'm going to get embarrassed on TV. My wife in the stands. I went there and gave everything I had. And exactly what was supposed to happen happened. I got thrown out the way. I'm like, man, who did this? Like this, that ain't my role. The other, the other receiver, he's 6'3", 215. He need to go in there. Let me go out there on that side. You got to know what you do. I say that, you know, and it's funny and it's joking, but there are places that you are needed within the church, within the body of Christ, and we need you, to, we need you there. We need you there because sometimes, sometimes we'll be waiting on something to happen and somebody to do it when actually God said, no, you're the one. It's you. And I've equipped you and I've gifted you to, to, to serve in this capacity for my glory. He's calling us to, to, to play this role. And you got to think about it. When you think about, you ever turn on a movie and you know immediately who the monster is. Right? You know, you can tell, like, like I'm not saying every movie because sometimes they kind of develop and you, you learn later who the monster is. But there are some movies when you cut it on, you see them out, that's the monster. You know how you know? Because body parts are in the wrong spot. You got three eyes, that's a monster. You know, if, if, if the mouth is on the forehead, that's a monster. You know, you got two heads, monster. Four arms, monster. We, we can recognize it, why? Because parts are not where they're supposed to be. Unfortunately, we got a lot of monster churches. We got, we got people that are feet, but they want to be heads. And you, you put a foot on top of the neck, monster. Y'all, y'all feel what I'm saying, right? You, like, this makes sense. Like, everybody has a role. Everybody has a land. It's for the common good. Let me tell you something. The other day, my back was itching. And because of the way I work out, there are certain parts of my back I can't reach. So I'm glad I got a wife. And I got four daughters. 
Because I'd be real quick. I'd be like, here, come on, come on, scratch this. Scratch this. And it's like, it's like so there are certain times where <laughs> I'm sitting here where I can reach. Sometimes I can't reach. This is where we're talking about the body of Christ and everybody involved. In my own body, I got arms that can reach certain places. If I didn't have them, then I'd be real messed up. But then I get to one spot I can't, and I got somebody else that can, and they can, they can help me out. You'd be like, why are you, why are you painting this picture about scratching the back? I want you to think about this. In the body of Christ, we got people that are positioned, they are gifted, they are placed so that whatever the need is, whatever the timing of it, whatever is happening, it can get addressed. But if you remove yourself or if you're trying to do something else, then it's problematic. Yeah. I thought about the, I don't know why I just thought about that old episode when Will Smith and Carlton, they was playing their basketball game and Carlton was trying to be Will and he was taking the ball from him. They, they lost that game. It was an ill. You, you, you can't do the same thing. We need you to, 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 to play your role. You got to have it. Or else we, we lose. We, we don't function like the Lord has called us to. Now, also, this can be problematic because when you think about we are the body of Christ, so we belong to Christ, Right? You know, the, Christ is the one that he calls the shots. He, he's the director. He's the orchestrator. He is commander in chief. He calls all the shots. If you've ever experienced a muscle spasm, you know, like a body part firing off out of control, you know, like, and, and let, let's, let's make it hyperbole. You know, let's, let's use some hyperbole. Say that my right leg was no longer under my control and started doing whatever it wanted. You know, that could, be, that could be problematic for, you know, Frank and his wife sitting over here. Because what if I'm just sitting there and then my right leg just kick out? Bow! And it's like, I didn't want to do that, but it's just working on his own. You know, it's just doing his own thing. You know, you sit next to the person that's next to you and then they just walk off and slap you and you're like, why are you slapping me? Like, I didn't. I, it wasn't even me. It just, it just did it on its own. He'd be like, we need to call the people. Get you out of here. Well, because you out of control. You need to get this pulled back in together. When you think about something as foolish as that, that's how foolish we are when we're trying to do our own thing outside the leadership of Christ. We like muscle spasms causing all kind of problems, causing all kind of, uh, all kind of headaches, all kind of distress. Doing our own thing on our own direction. And Christ is like, I ain't call you to do that. I want you to pick that up. Why are you swinging over here? He's calling us to play our role. And then he said, he makes this, he says, when one part of the body suffers, all suffer with it. When one part rejoices or is honored, we all rejoice. I want you to think about this. Because we're all needed. Because we matter. And because we have certain roles and functions to play, that means that we are all interdependent on one another within the body of Christ to fulfill the mission of God in this world for us to be who God has called us to be and live out the purpose of our lives. So since that we are interdependent, whatever happens to one of us affects all of us. It does. I don't want you to think about this with your own body because he used this body language. Have you ever slammed a finger in a door? It's that one little part of your finger that got hurt. Nothing else. Nothing else. But have you noticed the whole body gets involved? You slam that one part of your finger. That's the only thing that got affected. That is the only part of your body that's hurt. But you know what gets involved? Your mouth. Ah! Your tongue involved, your, your larynx, 
Yeah, whatever else in here going on, your lungs. You ever notice you slam a finger and all of a sudden you can't stand up anymore? Your knees get weak. It's like, oh, 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 oh. Just hurt your whole, everything involved. Everything's involved. It only happened to that tip of your finger. You're like, legs, why are you sweating the finger? That ain't, that ain't involve you. Why are you affected? But it affects the whole body. Why? Because it's all connected. It's all connected. And then notice how the rest of your body gets involved to console that one little part. You bring this hand. Ain't nothing happening to this hand, but you bring this hand comfort. You might even put it in your mouth. Ooh. Ooh. You might even lay down. Just whole body just rests. Ooh. Ooh. You wait for the pain to dissipate. Whole body's involved. Only one thing got hurt. That is how we ought to function within the body of Christ. When one of us hurt, it affects us all. And we're all called to come alongside and bring comfort. To bring, to console, to love on. To help the pain dissipate. But then also, when one is honored, we all rejoice. We got to get rid of this hate and jealousy in the church. Why they get that? It should have been me. Why they, why they get all that? You know, why the Lord do this for them? I'm, I pray. That's why I'm always talking about coming to church because sometimes we do need to hear what God is doing in the lives of others to reinforce our faith. Because you may be sitting there like, God, don't listen to prayer. I've been praying for 10 years. He don't listen. And this prayer gets answered for somebody else and it's re-encharged like, no, God is listening. He has his own timing. Don't give up on the Lord. We need it. We need it. But like I said, when we rejoice, think about this. Think about your favorite dessert. Who like ice cream? like ice cream? Does anybody not like ice cream? I'm not talking about the flavor. It, there's a flavor for you, okay? You like ice cream. Picture you, when you eat ice cream, you eat your favorite, whatever your favorite ice cream is, it, it goes in your palate. You taste it. The taste buds resonate. You notice how other parts of your body get involved? You might start humming. Mmm. Woo! I think hit that brain, you be like, ooh. I start dancing. In there. Like, whole body rejoicing. The only thing you're enjoying is your tongue. But the whole body, it's like, like that icy gift. You're just sitting there like, mmm, mmm. Oh, that's good. You be like, daddy, it's good. You want some? Get your own. It's mine. You know, like, it's, it's, it's you, you, your whole body, everybody rejoice. Only one thing is enjoying it, but the whole body's involved. We have to understand we are Many members, one body. When one is honored, we all rejoice. We come together because it is the body. That's how we function. That's how we work. We're talking about all for one, one for all. When you think about your hand, one hand has... I looked up some statistics. They're talking about the different things that your hand can do, the different motions, the different movements, the different functions, and then the functionality of each finger. And how, you know, like when, when, you, when you're bringing in groceries from the store, some of y'all might be like me. You know, like I, 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 I function like we almost might get a prize if I can bring in all the groceries in one trip. Like, the Lord going to reward me for that because I did it. Like, like, 
you, you can't care. If you put them on your pinky, not gonna happen. But there's something about those, those, those two middle fingers. They strong. They strong. You ever hurt one of them? Can't bring in them groceries. Now, husbands, I don't want you trying to hurt your fingers so you don't have to bring in groceries anymore. But it's like, like, it's, it, like each finger has different strengths, different weaknesses, different functions. But when they all come together and function, they can do amazing things. They're even making a fist. The impact it can make. Within the body of Christ, we all got different functions. We got different calls. We got different gifts. Some of us may have more gifts than another. None of us have all the gifts. The only person that walked in all the gifts is Jesus Christ. Don't think you all that. Because we are all interdependent upon one another to live out the mission of God, to fulfill our calling, and to do what the body of Christ is supposed to be doing in the world. May we reorient our minds and not think about just me and my walk with Christ and my individual personal relationship with Jesus. No, you are part of an eternal family. You are part of a community of believers to bring glory and honor to Jesus Christ. No such thing as a lone ranger Christian. No secret agent Christians, you know, covert Christians. No, no, you on mission. Thank you for listening to Point with Daryl Jones. This was just one part from the series Messy Church, where Dr. Jones teaches through the entire book of 1 Corinthians to point believers to Christlikeness in the midst of life's challenges. If this ministry has blessed you and you would like to partner with Point Ministries, please visit daryljones.org. That's D-A-R-Y-L Jones Your financial generosity keeps us on the air and we are grateful for your faithfulness. Also, if you would like to hear more from the Messy Church series, please visit daryljones.org listen. And remember, keep making Jesus the point.